Wayne Brady going to have to choke a <laughs> And that's the cold open. No, and this is episode 193 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. I think it's 193. But to be honest, we, we're, I'm behind on editing and posting of some episodes. So this is somewhere between 191 and 192. 94. The summer has been long already. Just just like when all of us were born, our parents were going, I don't know, somewhere between 90 and 94. <laughs> somewhere in there. I lost I lost count. Yeah. They, they were wearing uh, a lot of plaid often. back then. I don't know. Sure. Hey, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, did you see that he's got a new movie coming out? I did not. Please tell me more. It's called Trap, and it's described as a psychological thriller set at a concert. Like trap music, do you get it? Oh, okay. Do you get it? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. That dude's got some really incredible movies and some very terrible, awful, no good movies. So, and most of them have been bad lately. I would be interested to see. Mm. I'm going to end up seeing that one, unfortunately. It's so. it's hard when your shtick is like, I've got the twist that no one sees coming, but everybody knows it should be coming because that that's mm-hmm. your thing that you do. It mm-hmm. You really built yourself into a box there. Like At one point, mm-hmm. he should make an entirely straightforward movie. Yeah. Like, I would love to see mm-hmm. an M. Night Shyamalan like, rom-com where he's just like, here's the meet-cute, here's the conflict, Here's the resolution. Movie's over. Everyone's going to stay to the credits being like, and when does the guy die? When do we find yeah. out he was really her mom the whole time? Like, like, right. that would be just, you know, really turn Hollywood on its head. I love that idea. I would be for that. I'm going to ask AI to write me a movie, <laughs> a rom-com <laughs> written by M. Night, in the style of M. Night Shyamalan. I think that would be fun. Um, and then I got a couple updates for you in the superhero world. I'll do this quick because I know that no one cares. Um, after a recent test screening, Echo, the new Marvel TV show that's coming out uh-huh. pretty soon, is being compared to She-Hulk and is being called one of Marvel's worst Disney Plus series. Yeah, I believe so that. So fired up for that. Um, there was a Michael Keaton. So Kevin Smith says that there was a Michael Keaton movie, uh, like Batman Beyond version, planned uh, before the Flash ended up bombing at the box office, like that was going to be the the next Batman oh. movie. It was going to be a Michael Keaton Batman Beyond, where he's a hundred years that old. That would have been the awesome. Would Will Friedel have been Batman again? That would have been. Man, awesome. we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, Fandango this week had posted on Twitter a buy one get one free ticket to the Flash. Like, they're trying to give away tickets to this movie, and people still will not go see wow. it. <laughs> that is, I've never seen them do that before. I've never seen buy one ticket, get another ticket free, just as, like, a promotional deal. That's amazing. I've seen, like, seniors get half price off on Sunday mornings, but, like, not buy one, get one free for this movie at any time. Actually, you know what? Um, I want to take a tangent here. I can't wait to get an AARP card so that I can get half sure. off for matinee movies because like All the movies. that is like what my – from the time I was 12 years old, I was looking at these old ass Walker people walking into a movie <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> and being like, I would like to pay $3.25 to see a movie. I was like, wow. These people Not are the – dream. They're living – 
They're living the dream. I know why they call them the golden years now. Like, that's... Sure. Because they're just rolling in it. Like, look at all the money they save. It's amazing. Oh, also, Warner Brothers, uh, quote-unquote, begged Christian Bale for months to return as Batman in Flash. He was supposed to be... He was originally written as the Batman that gets out of the car uh, to meet with Barry at the courthouse at the end. And uh, he said, no, leave me alone. Um, Which is... Pretty great. That's so baller. Because I love that he basically was like, listen, my movies exist independently of you. Yeah. I refuse to let my amazing Batman be tarnished by any of your other shitty Batmans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, And then, man, Marvelous Miss Maisel's been on the mind because I'm trying to wrap. I've got I've got the finale left. Don't don't ruin Um, it for me. But I haven't seen the finale, so I couldn't. Well, ruin it. D- well, I'm only like four episodes in, so don't ruin it for me. Okay, um, but got some great news for Rachel. Is that Brosnahan? Brosnan? Brosnan? Like Pierce? Yeah, Brosnan. Really? Mm-hmm. That H is just silent. Mm-hmm. Most most of them are. <laughs> Google me. I think if you I think if you look at most H's in the English language, I think seventy percent of them are silent. You feel good about seven? Yeah, I feel really good about it. Google me. <laughs> well, the lady who plays Marvelous Miss Basil, she's great. Rachel Brosnan. Yeah. Or Brosnan. Well, Brosnan. we've heard it both ways, but we know which way is right. Uh, recently cast as Lois Lane in <gasps> Superman Legacy. In. This dropped today. In. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's, she'll be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and which means we also got our Superman today. Tell me more. Are you ready? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have a curl? (laughs) Yeah. David Corinsweat? I don't know how to say his last name. I've never seen this dude in anything. Okay. Um, But he's the guy that my wife saw a picture of and goes, oh, he's got rectangle face. Yeah, he's Superman. (laughs) All right. Immediately going Um, to IMDb. Corinsweat. He's been in a bunch of smaller stuff. But he was actually quoted um, in, like, a Vanity Fair article three four years ago when they asked him like what's your dream role he's like i'd like to do like a fun superman like kind of back to the comic books like an optimistic take on the character i think that would be the dream and here we are so he was also in house of cards which i believe rachel brosnan was also in house of cards yes that's fun little house of cards remix over here kevin spacey's coming back as lex Luthor. wow that would be something else and okay, I've literally mm-hmm. never seen him in any of these other things. So, okay, good for you this guy. You hear his voice? Yeah, look up some clips of him later on. He was in a show on Netflix called The Politician or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a couple of clips of that just to kind of get a feel for him. And he's got like a real deep voice and he's kind of fun and goofy. And I was like, no, yeah, you're Superman. This is, I know, I'm down. I mean, honestly, this. I think that that... Who knows? I might eat these words two years from now when the movie actually comes out. But I think that that could be really good is to have a no-name new person come on the scene and be Superman, right? And be like, hey, blank slate. Like, we're recreating the character. You have no baggage. Like, if Tom Cruise was casted as Superman, we'd all be like, all right. There's a lot of expectations that go into that. But... New guy, we're like, all right, great. You you think about uh, most of the most of the superhero uh, big superhero castings in the past, like Hugh Jackman before Wolverine was 
more or less an unknown. He was like on Broadway and doing little stuff here and there. Um, you think uh, about uh, Henry Cavill had had like smaller roles here and there before he got Superman. Um, so it, Robert Downey Jr. was in prison before he got Iron Man. Like, well, he did Kiss if, Kiss uh, Bang Bang, which was a great movie. But yeah, yeah, like other yeah, but no, I get right you. beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this is. Uh, I think like Brandon Ruth came out. But I think Brandon Ruth was a bartender before he got cast as Superman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, and then did Scott uh, Pilgrim versus the World. So it's like you know, only went up from there. Sure. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of CW shows. A bunch of CW shows. Um, a bunch of CW shows. Uh, so that is the gist of the Hollywood news. I'm fired up for a new Superman. Uh, I'm glad that Christian Bale stayed the heck out of the Flash. And uh, I've been watching a lot of Marvelous Miss Maisel and also Outlander, neither of which I want to talk about now because Outlander's terrible and I haven't finished Marvelous Miss Maisel <laughs> yet. Um, you said you're four episodes in. Do you like what they're doing with this last season with the jump forwards and times and backwards and times? Yeah, so it, it does feel a little reminiscent of uh, what... Parks and Rec. Well, yes, absolutely. That's that's for sure. But also, Amy Sher- Sherman Palladino likes to do this, I think, with her last seasons of things. She likes to give complete arcs and and fullness. Uh, okay. With what she did with Gilmore Girls was wait 10 years and then was like, and now here's the finale. So she didn't have to really jump back in time. She just had to like backfill what happened in those last 10 years. Now with this one, she is having to go forward 20 years and then backwards mm. 20 years and tell you what happened in the middle. Um, I do like it. I think it's a fun storytelling device. I hate it because I see where the character's going and it makes me sad. Yeah. You said you're four episodes in. Okay, yeah, three. I think I'm. Yeah. I think I'm technically three. Parks and Rec final season. They did a bunch of flash forwards and flash. The season starts and Amy Poehler character. Amy Poehler's character is mad at Ron Swanson, and you don't know why. And they're not on speaking terms. Yeah. And then Marvelous Miss Maisel. This episode. This season opens up, and you just know that she and Susie aren't talking anymore. And and um, and you it, get the her, yeah, her daughter is like a super genius that talks exactly like her. That actress did a fantastic mm-hmm. job of nailing yes. the same mannerisms that was actually like mm-hmm. kind of uncanny i didn't i didn't care yeah. for that actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually made me more confused than anything but yeah you see like the relationship with the daughter you see the relationship with Susie, the relationship with the son and and in that regard it's actually kind of fun and nice because you get to get a glimpse of what their lives might be like, and you got you get to fill in the blanks of the next twenty years of how they mm-hmm. got to that point, right? Of how the son got to just being a cabbage farmer in Israel, kind of thing. Um, but it does make me sad for the character because it takes a little bit of the hope of like, oh, she's gonna make it. She's gonna get everything she ever wanted. She's gonna be mm-hmm. successful and in love and have all, like, nothing bad will ever happen, right? The fairy tale ending, which yeah, we all, I think, kind of want in the back of our head. Uh, we all want our heroes to, to have the fairy tale ending. This is sure. more, I think, true to life of you can't have it all. Um, but it does make it a little sadder. But also more realistic, and I think that it's a it's a really nice, beautiful touch. I'm, I'm excited to finish that one up. I'll probably finish that one up tomorrow. And then uh, I only watched one movie this week, but I watched it with you. 
I assume, are you going to talk about Renfield? Oh, we're going to talk about Renfield. (laughs) Okay. The floor is yours then. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys have seen Renfield or not, but you should. Uh, It is streaming for free on Peacock. Um, I mean, I say for free. Everything streams for something. But uh, also, I would like to take a tangent. Peacock's not sponsoring this, but I do love the way that they stream stuff. That they... When they have a movie or they have whatever, they're like, hey, instead of Hulu interrupting you every 30 minutes with, you know, here are more commercials, they're like, here's one really long commercial at the very beginning, and then we're not going to bother you again. But we'll leave you alone. If you do pause it, here come some commercial, like like a static commercial that just plays in the background while you're paused, which is so smart, and everybody should do that. I don't know why everybody else hasn't jumped on on that yet, but like Netflix cut down on, you know, their membership pricing immediately. If every time I hit pause, they were just like, and here's an ad for Jägermeister or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Rainbow no, Sandals. That's a point. Also, it was Jägermeister that was the uh, commercial before Redfield. That's amazing that you remembered that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just black in and out. So, um, <laughs> But back to the movie, Renfield, very funny, and also sitting, I mean, center cut of Abed's good, bad movie. Good, bad movie? I mean, this is a terrible yeah. movie. It's, it's a bad movie. <laughs> Let's be so clear. The, the CGI effects are bad. But like purposely bad, like shark movie mm-hmm. bad, like like they're trying, yeah. they're leaning into it, right? This did feel like a shark movie. I'm yeah, glad you said that. It, it very much feels like a Sharknado 3.0 type of thing, where you're like, all right, mm. here comes Piranha 3D. We know what we're getting, <laughs> and but it was actually really really fun. I laughed out loud several times. I had a great time watching it. I'm glad I didn't yeah. see it in theaters, but loved watching it on my couch. Yeah, this felt like violent, uh, a violent night. Yeah, uh, the David Harbor one, mm-hmm. where it's like w- the difference is I saw that one in the theater and I was like, "This is fifteen dollars, all right." And whereas watching Renfield is like, "This is an hour and a half on my couch." Yes, done. This is perfect. Time well spent. Plus, you get to see Nick Cage and. I'm not going to say this is the role he was born to play, but this is definitely, this is a top five cage performance. Wow, that is <laughs> wrong. But we should go ahead Connor, and... Connor, The Rock. It might be number three, underneath The Rock. The Inglorious Weight of Connor Massive Talent? Connor is obviously Talent? one. Okay, that might be four. The Wicker Man? <laughs> the Wicker Man. Gone in 60 Seconds? I would put Renfield above God. As you're out of your mind. You are out of. You are. You're so far gone. There's no hope for you. <laughs> I I feel confident saying that. No, yeah, I do. Because like Conair, The Rock, maybe the unbearable weight of massive talent, but then Renfield. Like that's solid for. We haven't even gotten to his Oscar performance yet. His Oscar. Yeah, leaving Las Vegas is raising Arizona. They're 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 way back. <laughs> um, underneath Renfield, yes. I will say... Do you think he'll win an, an Oscar for this performance? I don't. I, I think that it's right out. 
Um, it's right out. I do love Nick Cage as Dracula, though, and he leans so hard into it. I You could tell he was having a lot of fun with that character. Um, drinking blood martinis. And, the blood martinis, yeah. With, yeah. with eyeball olives in them. And uh, the, the whole thing is about codependent relationships, right? And you could tell it was the writers being like, I have some other things going on in my life. And it would be fun to express <laughs> that through... The eyes of Dracula and also Aquafina, and oh yeah, that was something. I'm okay if she doesn't. You know, act I in actually do think things. this would be a good. This would be a good movie if it didn't have Aquafina in it. I think it would have been much more enjoyable. I think she's the worst. I think the casting of her was a nod to the fact that, like, this is not a serious movie. <laughs> yeah. We're not trying that hard, <laughs> and I would say the same thing with. Uh, Oh, uh, what's his name? Ben. The uh, the oh Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say the same thing about him. Like if he's in a movie as well, it's immediately not serious, right? Sure. And he's very wow. funny. Aquafina is also funny. Like, but when I see them, yeah. when I see them in things, I'm like, oh, you guys are here to be extracurricular funny, like. You're here to take me a little bit out of the movie and yeah. make it unreal. You're not here to be a real character because the two of you are so insanely weird. When he snorts that eight foot long centipede at the end of the movie, I was like, boy, okay, we're really, we're really having at it. <laughs> You're not letting anything, we're not holding anything back here, are we? Perfect. I, I can't nail down Nicholas Holt. I don't know what to make of him. Yeah. He's in a bunch of goofy movies. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But then he's also in like some serious movies and he's also in some superhero mm-hmm. movies and he's also in some Jaguar commercials. And I'm like, I don't know who <laughs> you are. Are you supposed to be like seen, uh... prim and proper and sophisticated? Or are you supposed to be like weird, goofy superhero guy? I mean, I guess, I don't know. You could be whatever you want. It's 2023. But like, help me sure. help you, dude. I don't know. <laughs> What's your image? Lean one way. He's in um, he's in that show it's called Your Highness or something with uh, the fanning chick. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I do know what you're talking about and no more questions. The Great. I was not that close. It's called The Great. I watched the first season. He's hysterical in it. Uh, I think there's like two more seasons out since then I've not picked it back up. He's really funny though. Um, I, I really enjoy him and everything he's in. But you're right. He's really weird. Because he seems like he should be like a real serious and stoic actor, and he's always doing crazy stuff. You're like, all right, man, cool. Um, okay, cool. What else besides Renfield you've been watching? Uh, the other thing I watched was something that we watched together as well, which was uh, Batman: Long Halloween Part One. Very mm-hmm. good. I I love anything that will be this close to the comics on stuff. Um. DC animation sometimes with the uh, cover art will promise you greatness and deliver crap. And this one is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend it. It's on Max, the streaming service formerly known as HBO Max, formerly known as HBO Go, formerly known as HBO. You have to pay <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, but. 
They were saying like their branding and marketing department's got to be like, guys, what are we doing? I think I think he, doing I think he gets paid by the title, and so every two years he's like, <laughs> got to come up with a new one. Yeah, to get a rebrand, got to justify this paycheck total, somehow. Total new rebrand. They'll never yeah. see it coming. Um, <laughs> but look, no, Batman Long Halloween, very good. Highly recommended if you're into superheroes. And the last thing I watched was the new episode of Secret Invasion. The new Disney Plus show, Samuel L. Jackson, Marvel. Is there one episode or two episodes out? There's one episode out. The next one comes out tomorrow. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's like tomorrow at 3 a.m. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Not super fired up about Secret Invasion. I love Amelia Clark, though. Yeah. So, and Ben agreed. Mendelsohn is great. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch through. And there were some shocking twists. There were two very high-profile actors that were killed off in the first episode. And I was like, oh, there's no way this sticks. Like, there's, you just can't. You can't do that. Right? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I will say the two high-profile actors dying in the first one to your point it is a little jarring when you see it and you're like oh no and then you have to remember the universe that you're in and you're like well it could just be shapeshifters right mm-hmm. like you it's very easy to write around that and then them show up two episodes later and be like but that was a clone you know or whatever yeah. um there there is a I do. degree of that in most superhero things that they turn into midday soap operas where you're like Mm -hmm. that wasn't me that was my twin sister's clone and you you stole my baby and now (laughs) i i woke up from a 30-year coma but also i have a demon inside of me and you're like all right like you is anything real does anything matter like what are the stakes here um it is hard to believe in those when a shapeshifter is around but i will say I really like Samuel L. Jackson's performance so far as a little bit of like a broken man. You're going to see somebody like who got blipped be back and like not be okay about it. They're playing this off like he's he's having flashbacks to the blip and there's like he's not the same since then. Which when did we start calling it the blip because of Spider-Man Far From Home? I don't like that. I like I like to refer to it as a snap from now on. Finally, where was I going with that? I was going somewhere with that. I don't know. Oh, what are we? What are we? What are they playing with? Is he going to end up? He was. He's been a scroll the whole time. What's What's the thing? Why was he? Why was he hiding in space? No, what's going on? no, I don't. What are they playing with? I, I don't think we're going to get. He was a scroll the whole time. I think we're going to get. He was in space, like trying to figure out how to stop the next alien invasion type thing. But I think, I think Samuel Jackson hasn't lost a step. I don't think Nick Fury's lost a step. I think that he has just gone deeper into the into the game and gone, mm. I'm gonna make sure everybody thinks that I am super out of it. I'm a and mm. then I'm gonna use that to my advantage. Like you see it a little bit in the first episode. The switcheroo. Yeah, where like he gets picked up and he's like, Oh man, I didn't see your like extraordinary service by your uh goons over here and then he he Drops off the little camera in the in the other person's home. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I forgot that she was going to be in this show until she should have put. Holy crap! That's Olivia Coleman. Wow. How does Marvel do it? How do they keep getting all the stars? It's because we keep probably money. Yeah, we keep going to Disney World and they keep siphoning sure. that off. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah, no, that, that I'm interested to see how this thing goes. I really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know that you didn't. Um, I really enjoyed that that series. So uh, if we can get a happy middle somewhere in between like She-Hulk and like WandaVision, if we're like somewhere on the on the upper third of that, I'd be um, I'll enjoy either way. Man, I think that we are on the top two of uh, Marvel shows so far. So. You've seen 30 minutes of it. Yeah, and so far, I think we're on the top two. That's a that's such a wild thing to say. What a wildly irresponsible thing to say. That's What's the point of having a podcast if you can't just like pop off every now and then? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> and then I'll come back next week, and I'll defend my claim, and I'll tell you why it's actually number one. I'll tell you why it's number one. Well... What was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite um, MCU show so far? Hmm. I don't want to say Hawkeye because it wasn't Hawkeye. Mine's WandaVision, and it's not particularly close. I think WandaVision is like as close to like a perfect of a season as you can have of a, of a series. Yeah, WandaVision was up there for sure. I really liked Loki as well. Um, yeah, and the Loki's a second. And I, second I, I think that those are probably my one and two. Um, and then Secret Invasion, I think, is going to top both of them. Oh, wow. I'm very excited about it. Oh, we're... <laughs> wow, oh, you must be. You were much more excited about the show than I am, and we've watched the same amount. I know. Wild. Okay, cool. I, I'm excited I love me you. a good spy drama. That's what I'm here for. Sure. I'm ready for there to be less like superhero stuff. I, I get that you get a little bit of it with the scrolls because they have powers, like they're super strong and whatnot. But I feel like Captain uh, America, Winter Soldier, or whatever, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, everything was like, oh man, we have a problem. Guess we're gonna fly around and punch it. Um, <laughs> and I'm excited to get a show that's grounded in a little bit more of like, I'm a guy with an eye patch and a gun and a really good sense of skills. I don't and know. No more eye patch, but a new scar. That's 40 years old. The way God intended. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Makes as much sense as all the Marvel shows. <laughs> That's fair. Anything else you can It makes as much sense as the the Marvels. That actually looks good. I'm actually excited. We'll see. Yeah. No, I'm excited about that one. I'm fired up for that. Um, and then before we get out of here, like this, we'll probably, I'll end up probably posting this episode somewhere around July 4th at this point. Um, what, uh... For July 4th, mm-hmm. I always watch Independence Day with my dad. Of course. Do you have a uh, July 4th? And then usually, um, usually the Patriot. Usually we'll watch a little bit of the Patriot. I think TNT always runs those two back to back, which is why we, we end up watching them on July 4th. Uh, do you have a July 4th uh, movies that you watch or ways that you celebrate? Well, I'm not going to watch Born on 4th of July because I don't want to cry. Um Sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch like Full Metal Jacket or anything like that. No, Independence Day is definitely like number one. Uh, has to be because of the giant 
Fourth of July speech by Bill Pullman, right? Like, we will not yeah. go quietly into the night. We will not give up mm-hmm. without a fight. We're going to live on. We'll go on. Oh, man. We're going to survive. And the Fourth of July will no longer be known as American holiday. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. Yep. But today we all rose up in one voice. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm here for that. That's that's absolutely mm-hmm. number one. And then everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> if if not so if it's tears. not that, I'll watch a baseball movie because that feels like the most boy like American thing I could do. Watch The Natural, sure, with Robert Redford. Watch For the Love of the Game, Bull Durham, Rookie of the Year. Angels in the Outfield, Sandlot. I've seen like two of those. Yeah, we'll just we'll watch a bunch of baseball movies because like that's what America loves. And also July Boy. at this point, baseball's the only sport still on. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think the USFL might be on, but nobody cares. So yeah, I mean like summer, July Fourth. It's hot dogs, Independence Day, Will Smith going Welcome to Earth. And then, and then watching some baseball movies. That's what it's all about. Well, Drew, I hope you enjoy your Independence Day. And listener, thank you for listening. Listener, thank you for listening is a weird thing to say, right? Thank you for smoking. <laughs> this is not the podcast you